For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Sounding the horn in Northwest Indiana. The South Shore Double Line Project, once a pipe dream, now on a fast track for takeoff. The economic ripple effect for cities in the region like Michigan City. Plus, we talk with Governor Eric Holcomb from Japan, takeaways on his latest overseas trade mission, and the strategy to push more Japanese business growth in Indiana. We are the mission partner of choice for space exploration and operations. And the Indiana connection to a big medical breakthrough in outer space. How it could be a game changer for those with knee injuries. Well, it has been part of the Michigan City landscape and lore since Abraham Lincoln was president. The Indiana State Prison and Michigan City have been inextricably linked. But now, after more than 160 years... The prison will be closing, part of a series of developments once thought unlikely that now stands to transform this LaPorte County city and northwest Indiana. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick. The recent decision to close the Michigan City prison and consolidate into a new facility in nearby Westville, something local residents thought would probably never happen. Similarly, NIPSCO's coal plant cooling tower has been a rather unflattering focus of the Michigan City skyline for decades. But it, too, is in the process of coming down. With the prison and the cooling tower going away, prime real estate is opening up for development. This, as the double tracking of the South Shore rail line, once thought just a pipe dream, is quickly becoming reality. And developers aren't waiting for the uh, trains to start rolling. More than $400 million in projects are planned or underway in Michigan City and Hammond. Friday, ground was broken for the $240 million solar project in downtown Michigan City. Two hotels, condos, retail space, including a grocery store, all with views of Lake Michigan. The double tracking and Westlake corridor extension expected to generate $2.5 billion in additional investment in Northwest Indiana, and Michigan City already grabbing its fair share. Our Carly Lanik is standing by in South Bend with some landmark news regarding the long-awaited South Shore projects. We'll get to her in a moment, but first, joining me now with more on the transformation taking place in Michigan City and Northwest Indiana, pleased to be joined by Northwest Indiana Regional Development Authority CEO Sherry Ziller. And Sherry, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Gary. Glad to be here. Hey, the South Shore has been a long-awaited project, certainly. The double tracking, the uh, Westlake extension there, those things becoming a reality. But as you and I talked earlier, developers aren't waiting for the trains to roll. They're investing in a big way in northwest Indiana, $400 million in projects planned or in the, uh, in the works in both Michigan City and Hammond. Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely correct. And uh, some of our communities, such as Michigan City and Hammond, they are seeing just a big boom in development right now. They have a lot of projects going on, and it's fantastic to see so many opportunities popping up in the region. Uh, Gary, right now, it's you know to us, it's a reflection of the years of work put in um, by different groups here. Uh, 
Uh, for example, in Gary, Indiana, you have the DK Devils who rehab the Union Station. They're a volunteer group uh, dedicated to making abandoned spaces usable again. Uh, they did that all on their own to the point where they attracted uh, an investor to turn it into yeah. a tax center. And then for Michigan City, the economic development officials, they've lobbied for, for years on the projects that they're working on now. And it's finally becoming a reality um, to you know relocate the prison, open that space up for development. Yeah. Uh, so lots of opportunities there. Hey, it, Sher Sherry, when you talk about the prison and uh, that that going away, the uh, cooling tower, the Nipsco uh, cooling tower, those opens up uh, really prime opportunities from a real estate standpoint. Do you think this is a bit of a tipping point, if you will, for Michigan City in particular in terms of what is and what will be uh, in Michigan City, Indiana? Absolutely, Gary. It's that prison, it's a large site. It can fit some much needed affordable housing, um, senior housing housing, workforce housing, along with the necessary retail and office space that Michigan City is seeking. It, you know, this could serve as a major job generator for Michigan City. And like you said, this this follows along with that announcement from NIPSCO with the closing of their coal fire uh, yep. generating plant in Michigan City. So the decommissioning of the Michigan City prison, that NIPSCO yep. power plant, it really provides the transformative opportunity for Michigan City to really reclaim a significant portion of that lakefront. Yeah, Sherry, I want to get to a soundbite from uh, Tom Dockage, one of the developers uh, uh, involved in that solar project. The ground broking, uh, broken on Friday, a couple of hotels, condos, uh, retail space in downtown Michigan City. He tells me that uh, developers outside of Indiana are giving Michigan City a look. Here's what he said. A bunch of Chicago developers and um, and money people from New York and um, from Tampa, for some reason, uh, have looked at Michigan City and identified uh, and seen a hidden gem there. Uh, the easy way to say it is the Michigan City gets opened up because of double tracking. Um, but all these Chicago, a bunch of Chicago, a bunch of my friends, to be honest, from Chicago looked at this and said, this place rocks. This place rocks. <laughs> what do you, Sherry, as we only have about 30 seconds left, but uh, not to overstate it, but is this really uh, Michigan City's time and more broadly, Northwest Indiana's time? Tom, Tom is exactly right. Michigan City is poised for development. It's been very encouraging to watch them and other communities really take advantage of the realignment uh, and expansion of the rail projects and all the development that's coming along with that here in Northwest Indiana. Sherry Ziller is the CEO of the Northwest uh, Indiana Regional Development Authority. Sherry, as always, thank you very much. Uh, keep in touch. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much, Gary. Well, together, the double tracking of the South Shore and the Westlake Extension represent about $1.5 billion in investment. And there are signs now that what uh, was really once a dream is about to become reality. Let's go now to Carly Lanik, who's standing by at South Bend International Airport, uh, where the South Shore line ends. She's at a station there. Carly, welcome. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having me. Okay, big news. Officials in Northwest Indiana testing some of that new track, putting trains uh, actually out on the tracks between Michigan City and Chesterton. So uh, that must uh, mean that uh, really those first trips on the track uh, can't be too far away. 
That's right, Gary. So NICD, which operates the South Shoreline, has put trains on new track beginning last month. They're doing some testing. Uh, this is between a stretch of Dune Park and Carroll Avenue stations. So for viewers at home, that's between Chesterton and Michigan City. Uh, that's about a 14-mile stretch. So the complete double tracking project, so about double that, that length, 26 miles. But we'll see some of the temporary busing that's been between those sections alleviate as soon as early October. We're talking again about that stretch between Chesterton and uh, coming out to Michigan City. There's still uh, some disruptions. We'll still see some busing out to Gary. Um, but that'll continue until the project's uh, total completion, which uh, Nickty's uh, very own Mike Nolan told us uh, is still on track to finish up uh, this coming May. Yeah, that's big news, certainly there in Northwest India. Also, where you are, Carly, in South Bend, you, you talked to Mike Nolan uh, as well about maybe the prospect of moving that South uh, Shoreline station uh, currently at South Bend International, maybe, maybe moving that, some changes that might affect uh, South Bend. That's right, Gary. So I'm sitting here at the east side of the airport. There's been discussion about moving uh, this very station uh, either from the east side of the airport to the west side or carrying it all the way to downtown South Bend. Um, now, NICTI has said it supports uh, carrying the line into the city center. However, there's some logistical challenges uh, to getting there, right? So we're mm -hmm. We're talking about um, some some existing train uh, train line that's currently owned by freight operators. Nikti does not have right of way there. We're talking some, you know, elevated costs. Uh, you know, it could be sure. anywhere from two hundred fifty million to three hundred million dollars wow. to continue out out to downtown South Bend. So really, uh, what Nikti's focused focused on in the current moment is something a little more attainable that would yep. be bringing this station to the west side. And we talked to Mike about this. He explained what that benefit could be to commuters. Okay, very good. Carly Lanick, thank you very much. Great report from South Bend. Uh, we'll hear much more about this project to know in the months ahead. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, Northwest Indiana could also find out soon if it will land a hydrogen hub. Mach 2 is a coalition among Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan that is pursuing more than a billion dollars in federal funding for one of up to 10 regional clean hydrogen hubs that would be located all over the country. Now, it's part of a government effort to reduce carbon dioxide emissions. It has been estimated a hydrogen hub would mean hundreds of permanent jobs, more than $4 billion in construction spending. It's been a topic of discussion on Governor Eric Holcomb's trade trip to Japan. I asked him about Indiana's chances this week. I would say give us give us no later than the end of the year, uh, but we feel good about our consortium, our package, uh, and uh, our partners. The Midwest represents, we have access to 20% of the world's fresh water supply. This is a big asset, a big deal for companies that are needing water or needing power. And so then it comes to what kind of power. And we, when we start to think about our terrain, um, this is a, a huge advantage for Indiana. But we're going to need our partners in Illinois and in Michigan. It's that big of a project. It's that big of a, a scale and scope. And so we feel good about where we're at. Governor Eric Holcomb this week from Japan. No matter what happens with the regional hydrogen hub, BP is looking to create its own hydrogen hub at its 133-year-old refinery in Whiting. That's an investment that would be in the billions of dollars. BP has told Inside Indiana Business 
It is part of growing plans for hydrogen production around the world, including a similar project in England. Well, a groundbreaking medical breakthrough in outer space. The Indiana connection to an experiment on the International Space Station and how it could change the way knee injuries are treated. Congratulations, Gary. After 25 years on air of telling Indiana's business story, I can't tell you how much it has meant to not only Central Indiana, but all four corners of our state. You've done a tremendous job, and I appreciate all of your leadership over the years. Congratulations. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. Well, Indiana's second smallest county is making giant leaps in space. Redwire, located in the small southern Indiana town of Greenville, has successfully printed the first human knee, meniscus, in space. Kylie Valletta, Business of Health reporter here with more. A fascinating story. Printing a human uh, meniscus in space. Yeah, it doesn't get more interesting yeah. than this. Designed and built by Hoosiers in Floyd County, the bioprinter is basically a 3D printer, but for human tissue. We first told you about the 3D bioprinter last year when Redwire launched it into space. The company announced it has now successfully 3D printed at the International Space Station the first human knee meniscus, which was just brought back to Earth by astronauts and is now being compared to natural human cartilage to see how it stacks up. The project may sound familiar. In 2021, Florida-based Redwire acquired TechShot, which has a legacy in Indiana that dates back 35 years. The Floyd County operation now houses the in-space manufacturing and operations business unit for Redwire. The goal of the bioprinter is to pave the way for printing organs in space to help solve the problem that there aren't enough organs to go around for everyone on the transplant list. So why space? Well, on Earth, 3D printed human tissue is so soft that it collapses under its own weight into a puddle. Well, printing soft tissue in space eliminates gravity so the structures don't collapse, and even hollow cavities like those in the human heart could also be printed. 22 people a day are dying on organ donor waiting lists. And, you know, one is too many. And we believe that this process, this road we're on, will be a, a solution to solve that. Here at Redwire in Greenville, Indiana, we have a facility we call the Payload Operations Control Center, which is just our mission control that we use to uh, not only control our own devices that are on board the International Space Station, but also uh, we have live video where we talk directly to the astronauts who are conducting our workforce. So to have an impact like that, uh, again, not only on uh, human health around the world, but also just to have an impact on what's the state of the art for uh, for NASA and for space research and have that impact from here in uh, Floyd County, Indiana is just super gratifying as a native Hoosier. Now, that mini mission control center where they control the devices in space from here in Indiana and talk to the astronauts, that will be featured front and center in the new Redwire facility soon breaking ground. It's being built just down the road in Floyd County. When visitors step into the lobby, the first thing they'll see is the control center enclosed by glass so they can have a window into all the space action. 
A Michigan teenager is back on the football field thanks to a custom-built ankle brace created by South Bend-based Takeo Brace. It's a company I first told you about in 2021. Takeo makes braces used by 22 NFL teams and more than 80 college athletic programs. Takeo worked with the family of Eric Kilborn Jr. because the six-foot, 10-inch sophomore from Michigan wears a, listen, size 23 shoe. The brace fits over the cleats instead of inside the shoe. Since 2016, Takeo Brace has partnered with hospitals, medical practices, military organizations, and athletic trainers nationwide to help more than 20,000 patients recover from ankle and hind foot injuries. The Indiana University School of Medicine giving students hands-on training with new portable ultrasound systems. The point-of-care ultrasound is a handheld diagnostic imaging tool that can be used at a patient's bedside with a tablet. Many doctors say it's the stethoscope of the future that fits in their pocket. The IU School of Medicine is one of only, is one of only a few medical schools in the nation with this unique training as part of its curriculum. Back to the Red Wire story, fascinating company doing some pretty cool stuff. And they've got more in the pipeline, right? Right, and it's a really another cool Indiana yeah. connection. Their next partner is Lilly, and they're working to make hardware that they'll send to space, mm -hmm. of course, to make drug crystals. Then they'll send the drug crystals back down to Earth, and Lilly puts them in vats that get bigger and bigger to grow these crystals wow. and reproduce them. Um, Rich says it's like a sour bro sourdough bread starter. So <laughs> they're making that for Lilly in space. Wow, great story. Thanks, Kylie. Yep. Well, coming up next, music in the air in southwest Indiana. Sounds from the Watson Twins, part of a new music festival in Evansville. We'll have details next. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, no deal for union workers at Lear in northwest Indiana. South Bend uh, making it easier for businesses to get liquor licenses and a new music festival coming to Evansville. Inside Indiana business reporter Mary Rachel Redmond, just outside of our headquarters in downtown Indianapolis on Monument Circle with more. United Auto Workers in Northwest Indiana were considering a new agreement with Michigan-based Lear, but the workers turning down a contract offer from the company for a third time. Michigan-based Lear offered a deal that would have bumped workers' pay and kept health benefits steady, but UAW workers rejected the offer. The Hammond facility produces seats for cars that are sent to Ford Chicago Assembly Plant. Future car auto mechanics getting hands-on training under the hood in Tipton. Chariot Automotive Group teaming up with Ivy Tech to launch the Chariot Automotive Institute, which offers students training and college credit. Big plans on the drawing board in Ellettsville. The Monroe County town looking to build a new development along the west side of State Road 46. The project includes homes, a grocery store, and other businesses. Target date for completion, spring of 2025. More salad dressing, sauces, and marinades will soon roll off the line in Lebanon. The IBJ reporting Kins Foods is planning a $39.7 million expansion at its Boone County facility. 230 Hoosiers already working at that plant. South Bend helping small businesses make it easier to sell booze. The city expanding the city's riverfront district, which will lower the cost for businesses to get permits to sell wine, beer, and alcohol.
They'll probably be raising a glass or two in Evansville when the Watson Twins take the stage at a new musical festival there. For the sake of the song, will take place September 30th at the Amphitheater in Wesselman Woods. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. Well, more money going into Indiana-based pancreatic cancer research, what it means for patients and the West Lafayette Company innovating the research. And in this week's episode of the Off the Record podcast, IBJ host, CEO Nate Feldman, interviews Indiana University President Pamela Witten. It's time to go inside innovation. Indiana researchers getting a big boost for their innovation to diagnose one of the deadliest forms of cancer. Amplified Sciences in West Lafayette completing a $1.5 million round of funding to develop a platform to diagnose pancreatic cancer earlier among high-risk patients. The startup uses patented dyes that can detect biomarkers in a small amount of pancreatic cyst fluid. Amplified Sciences says it hopes to double that amount of funding that it just received. An Indiana organization with a major role in pushing life sciences forward in the state is looking for a new leader. BioCrossroads officially launching a nationwide search for its next president and CEO after Patty Martin stepped down in April. The organization hopes to have a new leader by the end of the year. And it's time now for Eye on Education, and we begin in West Lafayette where Purdue is flexing its muscle as one of the top five universities in the country for innovation. The National Academy of in, uh, Inventors ranks Purdue number four on its list of the top 100 universities granted utility patents. Purdue researchers received nearly 200 patents in 2022. The University of Notre Dame pulling in a record amount of money for its research programs. The university says it received $216 million in funding in fiscal 2023. The third year in a row it has topped the $200 million mark. Notre Dame currently conducting research in more than 60 countries. And record numbers at Grace College in northern Indiana, the Winona Lake campus in the heart of uh, orthopedic country, welcoming nearly 1,400 new and returning students this semester. Grace College now in its 75th year. And that's all the time we have for this week's edition of Inside Indiana Business. We leave you where we began this week in northwest Indiana with another look at Michigan City. Some images shot by our chief photographer, Clint Erbacher. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.